We begin tonight, though, with reports from the U.S. that they may soon declare monkeypox a public health emergency, with confirmed cases in that country approaching 5,000. Today, the mayor of San Francisco announced a legal state of emergency over the growing number of monkeypox cases there. You may have heard yesterday, Canada's chief public health officer, Dr. Theresa Tam, said they are working closely with international, provincial, and territorial partners to contain and control the spread of monkeypox here. The World Health Organization has already declared the multi-country outbreak a public health emergency. Tam says it's clear this deserves an urgent global response with over 16,000 cases confirmed in 75 countries and territories, along with 745 confirmed cases in Canada alone. Now, the viral disease, often presenting as a flu-like infection with a rash, spreads through close personal contact with those who have a symptomatic case. Dr. Tam says over 99% of the cases involve people who identify as male and the majority of reported same-sex sexual contact. Although she cautions the virus can spread to anyone through close contact with an infected person or contaminated items. She says the focus is on raising awareness and addressing barriers to immunization. Montreal Public Health Director Dr. Milene Duray says vaccination, though, is perhaps the the best way to control the monkeypox outbreak that behavior change alone won't do. All right, so to clear this all up, joining me now is Jason Tetro, author and host of the Super Awesome Science Show. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Oh, it's a pleasure to be joining you. It really does feel like uh, there's been a sudden change of tone when it comes to monkeypox over the past a little while. We heard it uh, yesterday from Teresa Tam. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's behind the sudden surge in concern? Spillover. That's basically what's happening. If you look in the United States, the reason that they've created a a, a public health emergency is because it's now starting to show up in communities outside of what we were essentially saying was men having sex with men. We're starting to see women who are now getting it. We're seeing children who are now getting it. So what's happening is that it's coming out from that particular community and it's starting to spread into homes and households and other areas. And when that happens, um, just like we would see with something like measles or mumps, if people are not vaccinated or people don't have protection against it, it's just going to start spreading like wildfire. And just to give you an idea, um, if people are vaccinated against um, you know, measles, mumps, whatever it is, the potential for transmission is close to zero. But if they don't, then that number increases to anywhere from about um, two to five. And that means that one individual could potentially infect anywhere from two to five other people. And now that it's going into the communities, we all of a sudden have something that's no longer a stigmatization issue. It's a global health issue. Yeah, the situation, I guess, really continues to evolve. Do we have a clear understanding of how it's spreading at this point? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing as mumps and measles. It's it's basically close contact with uh, another individual because all of these viruses, um, including SARS-CoV-2, just so you know, happen to be respiratory when it comes to getting inside of our bodies. So it has to come into our mouths or our nose, and then it'll eventually start spreading within our bodies. Now, depending on what kind of virus it is, you're going to have different types of symptoms. So, you know, with the mumps, you get the the, the chipmunk uh, cheeks and that. With something like measles, you get the spots. And now with monkeypox, you're going to have these um, exanthems or, or these essential pustules that take about a, about a month to uh, to disappear. I guess what I understand part of the problem, though, is that people can remain relatively asymptomatic for quite some time. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, when we look at something like a monkeypox, you're looking at somewhere between 8 and 17 days as an incubation period. Now, of course, when you have that incubation period, it's not really something that you need to be concerned about. However, the minute that you start to see some of those spots on on the body, then you become very, very contagious. And the, I guess the hard part for people to understand is that 
even as the lesions scab over, there's still active virus in there. So quite honestly, if you haven't isolated yourself once these spots arrive until they disappear, you have all of a sudden contributed to the potential spread of this particular virus. Uh, Jason, we did see a, a change, I think, in the public messaging, at least around containment to some extent. I know yeah. the WHO has said that, you know, the threat to the general population is still relatively low. Uh, there's mm-hmm. clearly the public messaging is targeting certain groups that have been where the, where it's it's begun. Obviously, yeah. anyone who lived through the 80s remembers the stigma around AIDS and HIV knows the dangers of that. But clearly, public health officials have made a decision that that they need to get that message out there. What do you think was behind that sort of shift in messaging? I think what's happened is that when you look back at where this came from um, in in Africa, it was really within that uh, community. And it started spreading through that community underneath the sort of mainstream uh, community that exists. Okay, Um, And then what ended up happening was we only saw about 20 percent of cases over the course of June actually attributed to pride. So that meant that the majority of cases were still happening in a much smaller um, group of people who essentially were traveling across the world and then spreading it this way. Now we're starting to see many more cases happening through contact outside of that particular community. And as a result of that, we have to change that messaging. So instead of going to the ring vaccination context, which is just one example of how the messaging used to work, now we're going to be asking people who happen to be in any kind of contact with any individual who happens to be within that community to go and get themselves vaccinated. And then eventually, if we don't stop it or stamp it out, as we like to say, then you're going to start to see widespread vaccination happening in places like Indiana and Georgia, where we're already starting to see that spillover. Well, you know, people right now, obviously people are after with, with the memories of or memories, the, the existence of COVID still very much with us, you know, concerns mm-hmm. over something like this. How much should, what, what, can, what can people do? I mean, what, how, you know, what should people do? Well, the first thing you should do is look at your arm. And if you happen to have the smallpox scar, uh, you know, that, that uh, sort of divot in your arm, then you're pretty much, you're pretty much protected against monkeypox. Okay. If you don't have that and you don't happen to have anyone within your group that happens to be within the community that they've been talking about who are at most at risk, you don't have anything to worry about. Really, it comes down to the fact that at this point, you have to start looking at the people with whom you are associating and find out whether or not there is any kind of link to the communities. And while that may sound like stigmatization at this stage is what we call ring contact tracing. However, when this starts to go out into the general community, then it's just going to be a matter of, once again, trying to protect yourself. And remember, we see this all the time with other viruses. We saw this with mumps. Remember the NHL? I mean, we see this with hand, foot, and mouth disease with respect to children and daycares. I mean, that's going up. That's that's flaring up all over the country. So this isn't something that's new. This isn't something for stigmatization. This is just general public health. I'm speaking with Jason Tetro, author and host of the Super Awesome Science Show. We're talking about monkeypox. Uh, there has been many uh, reporting tonight that the U.S. will declare a public health emergency imminently. Uh, San Francisco today did. Uh, Canada, of course, uh, Dr. Theresa Tam uh, was in front of the media yesterday talking about Canada's response right now, how they're trying to coordinate both uh, locally and internationally uh, on this issue. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more about the vaccine because that is one thing that uh, uh, Quebec's uh, uh, public health officer was talking about today. 
today, uh, just how much of it is available, how much do we need, and whether or not our response has been coordinated enough, because there has been some criticism within Canada so far that we're not coordinating quite as well as we should be. That's next. My guest is Jason Tetro, author and host of the Super Awesome Science Show. We're talking about monkeypox, 745 confirmed case in this, cases in this country alone, according to Dr. Teresa Tam yesterday. Uh, the U.S. apparently about to declare a public health emergency. The WHO has already done so. Uh, Jason, I've, I've been seeing some, some criticism just around coordination so far and this idea mm-hmm. that maybe we should be paying for people to take time off so they can isolate and so forth like we did with COVID. Uh, have we been mm-hmm. doing enough? Have we been coordinating enough so far, do you think? I think what happened is it just exploded too quickly. Um, when, you know, if you look at how it was just a month ago, it was still very isolated within um, a specific community and therefore it wasn't really affecting the larger, um, you know, mainstream um population. Um, Now we're at a point where it is affecting the mainstream population. And remember, governments are usually about three weeks behind. (laughs) So the reality is that um, this is exploding at such an an incredible rate that governments aren't really catching up in time. I mean, uh, it's just unfortunate that, you know, viruses and, and bacteria seem to spread much faster than policy. Indeed. In this case, just so our listeners are clear, though, I mean, we know that it's not deadly, uh, as far as we can tell, but it, do, it, it, isn't, mm-hmm. it isn't anything to laugh at. I mean, it's, it's, it, is a, it is like an epox, right? Yeah, no, it's painful. Um, the, 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 the blistering and, and, and the popping of the, of the lesions and then the healing, I mean, it's very, very painful. Um, and if you have any kind of autoimmune disease, like eczema, or you have kidney problems, or you have heart problems, I mean, there are the potential for what we call sequelae or secondary pro, um, uh, factors that, that can occur. And uh, I mean, in, in Africa, uh, we have actually seen several deaths as a result of the current outbreak. So don't think that this is just something that you're going to get and then it's going to go away. This is something Thing that if you do have, you really should be having a conversation with your healthcare provider just to be absolutely sure you're going to be okay. Again, this is one of those. I mean, it existed. It was an, something that was ignored. I mean, we knew this was out there. Oh. I mean, we probably could have gotten well ahead of it. And like many diseases that are in different parts of the world that we don't pay enough attention to, this one was clearly ignored at our own peril. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I first started doing research in microbiology back in 1986, and we were actually seeing um, extended cases and outbreaks of monkeypox back then. So, I mean, this isn't new. The only thing that is different is the fact that um, the monkeypox is really taking advantage of the fact that there's now such a large population that doesn't have immunity against the smallpox vaccine that it's finding it much easier to spread. Now, we almost almost had this in 2021. We almost had this in 2018. But in those particular cases, um, well, COVID stopped it from happening in 2021. And in 2018, it actually got stamped out before it could spread anywhere. So this is actually sort of version number three of it trying to actually take hold in the world. And and it seems to be working now. Uh, you touched on it already. The vaccine, we've been hearing a lot about it. I yeah. know when we initially talked about it, because it, it, it is smallpox, we thought it's going to be very difficult to, to up manufacturing of it. Do we have enough? Um, we, well, I mean, there's going to be enough uh, because basically the um, particular type of um, vaccine is it's relatively easy to make. And since it is what we call a modified vaccinia, CARA, it's not 
smallpox. It's a variant that's kind of like smallpox, but it's nowhere near as problematic because it doesn't actually reproduce in the body. It just kind of stimulates the immune system. But because it's sort of the same concept as the flu vaccine, you can make lots and lots and lots of it. And there's always been a lot of that stock around because we've always had that fear of smallpox coming back. So I think now what's going to end up happening is the stocks that are currently there are going to be used in the ring vaccination and more is being made. And hopefully that'll come in time to be able to deal with larger community vaccination campaigns should we need it. Another vaccine campaign that will be, um, what should we, what should, what should we be on the lookout for now in the, in the near term? What will you be on the lookout for in the next little while? Uh, More women and children. Uh, because right now we're at the end of July, okay? We're going to start heading in towards August. August is when a lot of people do take their family vacations and they start sort of traveling around the world because obviously back to school is coming up in a month's time. So if we start to see huge numbers occurring around the third to fourth week of August, then we probably are going to have not only the Omicron vaccine campaign, we may end up actually having a monkeypox campaign for vaccines just so that we can protect um, the the children, the women, the family, the the community that has not been notified so far that could potentially end up being victimized by this particular virus as a result. And again, remember, governments are three weeks late, so I'm hoping they start now. (laughs) Another vaccine campaign. That's going to be difficult, isn't it? No. And the reason nope. is, is that we're, we're, you know what, I actually was wondering if that would be the case, but considering the push I've seen from so many people to get the fourth dose of the current COVID vaccine, it's, it tells me that a lot more people are trusting vaccination than what we actually saw before COVID. It's just taken time to get there. So I think at this point, the majority of Canadians who are listening to this program are probably like, you know what, if it's going to prevent me from having something that's going to be incredibly painful, even for just a month, Put it in my arm. Jason Tetro, thank you so much for your insight on this. Much appreciated. It was a pleasure. Take care.